Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezes Hashem, BPJ number 57, that's by Spanimi Joint Share, Share number 57. Someone in our group uh, recommended to me a person, an author, Terence Real, who talks about a lot of healthy concepts on how to heal and how to develop a healthy relationship in marriage and... I started to study his work, and I will share with you keys, and they're truly unbelievable, life-changing, if one takes this seriously and does his best or her best to use the tools that he is describing. And the idea behind it, we're talking now about the concept of how to have a healthy marriage and how to behave in ways that can transform your marriage. That even if there was issues, it could be turned around and you could have a happy marriage despite whatever happened in the past and in a very realistic way, a doable way. The idea is, firstly, to explain the concept of us consciousness, what he calls it. I think he has a book called Us, which I didn't read yet. Um, but believe that I will. And that's the power of moving beyond the you and the me. Very often, if you think deeply about yourselves, not just in the context of being a husband or a wife, but as a human being overall, one often feels like a passenger in your own interaction. How many times have you had situations where you tell yourself, I shouldn't be doing this, I shouldn't be saying this, but we do it anyway. In other words, there's sort of like a trigger. It's like you have that finger by the door, and you know the door is going to slam on it, and you keep it there. And these triggers cause us to lose uh, the adult part of ourselves. The front part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex, which is the part that has reasoning and thought and, 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 and healthy contemplation, is a different circuit than the other part of the brain that has the automatic reactions. It's basically the wise adult versus the adaptive child. The wise adult uses their prefrontal cortex and the adaptive child uses the more primitive part of the brain. The adult is present-based, reasonable, moderate. They can make choices. They're able to stop things. They're able to do things. They're able to be present in the moment. They're able to breathe and think and do And in the relationship and in marriage, the more you work on developing your circuit with this prefrontal cortex, the wise brain, the healthier you will be in your relationship. And when that goes off circuit, what happens? We reroute it to the young, to the older, more primitive, the the more primitive part of the brain, the past-oriented child brain. And the past overfloods it 
and overtakes the present. Now, people call this overreaction. Now, the way he says it, and I find this extremely insightful, that it's not really overreaction. What's happening is you're reacting to a different circuit in the brain. You're reacting to the trauma. You're reacting to some type of a trauma that brings you away from the prefrontal cortex, your reasoning and mature aspects, and you're circuiting to the more primitive part of the brain. And you're reacting to some type of trauma that's triggering you. Now, let's talk for a minute about trauma. Trauma here, what we're discussing, could be big and small. Usually, it's not the big. It's not like one experienced going through Auschwitz or 9-11 or being in, the, in, the, in a hurricane or a rape, God forbid, or anything like that. Usually trauma is the much smaller things. Life is not at stake. Everyday types of trauma, everyday types of misalignment, and that's subtle. Because some people are puzzled about their own triggers, and they say, okay, if I had a traumatic experience and I could relate to it, and I know what it is, then, you know, at least I know what it is, and in a certain way it's easier to, to handle because you can pinpoint it and work through it. But for most people, it's not that catastrophic trauma that affects us. It's the everyday mini-traumas, everyday lack of connection, everyday mini-feelings or actions that are of abandonment or neglect or controlling, either or any of those things, even in a subtle way, can have you connect to you as a child and trigger an unhealthy, immature reaction. And again, it's understandable, but that's what's taking place. So what happened really is, is when you go through those things, is that you as a child created a version of an adult self. You sort of cobbled together, brought together pieces of what you think as a child mind of what an adult should be, and you create that in your mind. And that was in your child experience that you had, either from teachers, from rabbeim, from movies, from peers, from books, from whatever it is. You put them all together, and you have a child's version of an adult. And many, many, many of us are still living, even when we are in our 20s, 30s, 40s, even 50s and beyond, we are still living in that child version of an adult. We're living in that with that adaptive child part of us. Sometimes it's clearly blatant and open. Sometimes it's more subtle. And... When it's blatant, it's easier to address, you know, when you see uh, screaming or yelling or hitting or actual abuse, God, God forbid, physical or emotional, it's terrible, but it's easily defined, it's more recognizable, and in that sense, it's more clear how to treat it um, and even to heal from, even though it was much more traumatic. That's active abuse trauma. But then there is passive trauma, passive abuse, neglect, which is subtle, which is covert, which is hidden. So what you need to re review and ask yourself, 
in the domain of all human experience, whether it's intellectual, emotional, physical, sexual, or spiritual, and you ask yourself, intellectual, where your idea is valued by people, by your parents, by your siblings, or by your classmates, where you helped with your homework, where you encouraged, that's intellectual, emotional, where you were you able to have, were you emotionally, verbally connected with each other as a husband and wife about your feelings or parent to child when you were a child? Did you have verbal encouragement, verbal support in an emotional way growing up? Physical, were you cuddled, were you nurtured, were you hugged, were you told I love you? And sexual, did you ever have healthy guidance of healthy sexuality as you were growing up or as a teenager or as a married person? Spiritual also, did you have the proper hadracha? Did you have a true guidance of what true Torah mitzvahs are, what true Yiddishkeit is, what Torah mitzvahs truly mean, what a Shabbos truly means in a not only in the halachic external action sense of what you're allowed or not allowed to do, but in the spirit of it, what it represents and what you're supposed to feel inside when you experience a Shabbos as a Jew. So you look through again those five areas of human living, intellectual, emotional, physical, sexual, and spiritual, and you see whether you it, you had in that experience where you nurtured in those areas in the right way. And very often we were lacking. And again, it's not a matter of blame or anything like that, but it gives us an understanding of why we feel deficient in these things, which create these triggers which will now learn how to overcome and get past. The idea of being a healthy parent is three elements. One is to nurture their child, nurture, guidance, and limits. I think you should write this down. This is very healthy. Nurture means you do give the child, whatever age the child is, a nurturing, a caring, a warmth, that they feel safe, they feel loved. Guidance means you teach them things, teach them healthy things of what to do, what not to do, what's healthy for them, what's not healthy for them, and you teach them and guide them, whether in practical things, whether it's in hashkafa, proper hashkafa, and so on and so forth. And the third, which is something initially a child would not like, but it's something that a child will learn to appreciate and love and ultimately become a healthy adult is the limits where where a parent is not a friend but basically says no and puts borders to unhealthy things that the child may do and protects them from that. So if you missed as a child, and again, this kibbutz of aim, the purpose of this is not chas v'shalom to point a finger at someone else, but to understand yourself that if you were lacking in any of these three areas, if you were not nurtured, and again, we're not talking about if someone has a big ego and is selfish and self-centered, but on, in a real way. That's why it's important to talk to a healthy, competent, spiritual advisor, a rav, a, a, a counselor that 
is Torah-based that understands these things and knows the, that humans aren't perfect and they know what the healthy range of nurture guidance and limits look like. And to evaluate truly that you are lacking in some of those things. So what happens is, is when you do this, you create and you lack this, then you create your own adaptive child's concept, which is a kid's version of a grown-up, basically. It's a kid in in adult clothing. Many people who have marital problems, husbands and wives, both, and they're having a very rough time at their communication in marriage and bad feelings and, and bad behaviors, a lot of it is that they are still a kid in adult's clothing in many ways. There's immaturity. And we're going to now go through various description of what the adaptive child is and what the wild adu- adu- wise adult is. Now, later we're going to discuss that you you need to have a karasatayv to this adapted child because it served you for what you needed. And we're going to talk about the tzadhatayv of that and how to let go of the unhealthy parts to become a wise adult. So that's also part of the process, which we're going to explain in future shiurim. But you need to be recognized in yourselves when you're acting like an adaptive child that could harm your relationships with others, and in particular your own wife and your own husband, versus how to transform into a wise adult where you could learn to develop a healthy marriage and to become a healthy husband and a healthy wife. And if you work on these two, that's why it's in a joint share, if you work on these two together in a real way, and you both do it together, even more so how it's going to transform your marriage and your relationship and your inside yourself in, a, in the most beautiful way, in a healing way. So an adaptive child is black and white. A wise adult is nuanced. A black a child, is, a, a adopted child is a perfectionist. You got to do it right. A wise adult is realistic. There's human imperfection. You can make mistakes. Or as we say, ain't tzaddik ba'aretz there's no one that doesn't sin. We're not perfect human beings. An adaptive child is relentless and harsh. A wise adult is forgiving. The, 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 the adaptive child is the kosha ke'erez, that the Chazal say you shouldn't be, hard like a, like a cedar tree. And the wise adult is rach kakana. And rach kakana, we're going we're gonna to explain later, is that it does have a, a, a survival and a strength. You, wind blows it, it stays but it's forgiving. An adapted child is rigid. A wise adult is flexible. Adaptive child is harsh. Wise adult is warm. Adaptive child is hard. A wise adult is yielding. Adaptive child is certain about everything. It's my way or the highway. And the wise adult is humble. I'm willing to listen to other people who have a different perspective. Adoptive child is very tight in the body and tense, and a wise adult is relaxed in the body and has a certain center that they're calm about. So this is the idea. And I was listening to one of the things he said, and he said that one thing, and I'm going to say the same thing over here, 
that when you're listening to this shir, the, the one point that is Kedai, if you just hear this one point, it's Kedai to, to, for this whole shir, just to, just to be aware and learn this one point, is that there is no redeeming value in harshness. There's nothing that harshness does that loving firmness doesn't do better. And that is such a yesite, you know, with the exception of Mechias Amalek, okay? You know, okay, then you use the harshness, obviously. Uh, you know, the Sechaya Kal Neshama, okay? Certain isolated uh, concepts where we're told that that's the mitzvah, Irani Dachas, okay? But putting those aside and a few exceptions aside and to guide our lives, there is no redeeming value in harshness. Nothing that harshness does, that loving firmness doesn't do better. That's why rakakana, soft like a reed, does not mean you're shmata. It means that you can bend with the wind, but you could always bend back. There's a firmness, but it's a loving firmness. Right? While kasha ke'erez, there's no redeeming quality in that. Or another way of putting it is why David HaMelech, when he had to fight wars, he was Kasha Ke'erez, and when he had to be Machnia to the Sanhedrin, he was Rakakana. But in truth, in reality, is is that, again, like we said before, as a Melech, especially, that was a special mitzvah for him when he had to go on those Mulchamas to do that. And at times, like I said, in those aspects we need to do. So he said something very poignant, and we're going to end this share with this, is that he encountered a real tough person that went to his seminars when he talked about this subject, about the adaptive child and the wise adult, and how adaptive child is relentless and rigid and harsh and hard, and while a wise adult is forgiving and flexible and warm and yielding and humble, and he started to have tears in his eyes. And, and he knew this guy. He was a very tough cookie, a very tough person, strong person, tough person. And the author told this tough guy, he says, you must, if I see you're, you're, you're emotional about this, you're probably thinking about how harsh you were to yourself. And the tough person answered, no. I'm thinking of my three sons that I've damaged due to my harshness. That's something to think about. So the idea being, again, is, which we're going to talk about in many of the uh, the joint shiurim, and this is truly healing work. This is truly, and again, I've seen experiences, and therapists have, have vouched for this and witnessed this. Married couples have testified to this, where person was married even for 20, 30 years, behaving a certain way. And the wife or husband, either way, doesn't make a difference, believe they would never change, they'll always be the way they are. And in reality, it was this nakuda of still being triggered and tied to their ch- child, adaptive child, versus their wise adult. And when they learn this, and it is doable, I'm going to tell you again, you know, people think, oh, trauma, and you're going to be in therapy for years and years and years, and you'll never be able to overcome it. And the truth is, is it does take work, 
but it's doable and it doesn't have to be traumatic when you have these transformations and you see and you wouldn't be able to believe your eyes. Where wives say, I didn't know that my husband had it in him to change. I didn't know that my wife had it in, it to, in her to change like this. And it happens and it's doable and it's healing and it's good not just for the marriage, for your spouse, it's good for yourself to become healthier, to become wiser and to become compassionate and, and, and in touch with yourself, in touch with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in touch with all those that of your loved ones around you and in Klai Yisrael as a whole. Brochen Atzlachah.